Ladies, welcome in. I am so excited to have our very own Jenny Yi here. And Jenny, I mean, at this point, we've been friends for quite some time. And to see you thrive over the last couple of years has been incredible. Now, I'm going to introduce you very briefly before I let you say anything, because Jenny is one of those people who does not uh, give herself the accolades that she deserves. Let's put it that way. You're very humble. But Jenny, I mean, seriously, she went from being laid, laid off right around the pandemic when everything was kind of going down. She got laid off and she didn't miss a beat. It's like she went and, and has done something so incredible, so beyond what I could even believe. And I'm like a very inspirational and resilient, like, oh, you got this, you got it. Like Jenny not only got laid off during the pandemic in the hospitality industry, which if you know anything, if you were around during the pandemic, you know that the pandemic rushed the hospitality industry. And uh, Jenny was like, you know what? I still have faith that I can build a business in the hospitality industry and make it happen. And you know what? She not only built a successful business amidst the chaos when everybody else in the hospitality industry was going bankrupt, she went from not only being laid off to starting a business in an industry that you honestly, like it, it, common sense would dictate is a bad idea during the pandemic to now being crowned a seven-figure entrepreneur. Like amidst the chaos, amidst the crisis, when everybody else was running and hiding, you crushed it. Jenny, welcome in. Thanks, Olivia. Um, so I guess I can start from how I started in hospitality. Um, luckily, I have awesome parents where pretty much the restaurant industry, hospitality industry was like engraved into my blood ultimately. Um, and in that sense, you know, originally I wanted to go to med school. I got into med school and I said, you know what? I love hospitality. I love meeting people. I just love being around people. I get, I get energy from that. Um, and in that sense, you know, once I got laid off, ultimately I was shocked, not shocked. I was more like speechless. I'm just like, after everything I've done, like how's like how could I get laid off? Um, and you know, working with Olivia for however long we've been friends for, and uh, I don't even I can't even count the years. Actually, it feels like we've been friends forever. But in that sense, you know, to have someone in your back pocket ultimately encouraging you along the way is like number one. As well as like you know, getting out of my head. I think working in the hospitality the hospitality industry as a woman is very difficult when it's like a man's world. Well, I feel like every everywhere it's a man's world ultimately, right? So in that sense, trying to like go up the ladder was very difficult in hospitality. Um, a lot of my higher ups, my direct superiors were men. A lot of them used to put me down, tell me like I need to work on how I talk to people, um, et cetera. And like a part of me was like, I don't really think I talk that like direct like yes I'm very blunt to the point but in reality I feel like what I was good at in hospitality is resonating with the employee because of the fact that I also started from the bottom and worked my way up to the top of the ladder ultimately and in that sense just constantly being told like I wasn't good enough I wasn't smart enough etc like that put me in a weird uh, mindset of 
I never thought I was worthy enough to do certain things. And it was, it's kind of sad because I know like a lot of people around me, like that have seen me through all these transitions are just like, you always had it in you, like what's going on. Um, and in that sense, like it took me a little, quite a bit. You can definitely ask Olivia how long it took me to get out of my head um, and like really see like what I'm good at, what I thrive at. And it was already in me. So in that sense, um, I am very grateful that I met all the connections I met in hospitality. Um, and in that sense, luckily, um, during the pandemic, I was very lucky to have an old mentor pretty much go, hey, I'm opening a restaurant in the middle of the pandemic. I'm like, you're doing what? I was like, are you crazy? Um, same thing that was like going on in my head. It was like, how could you open a restaurant when all these restaurants around us are like shutting down, losing money because no one can sit and die. And ultimately it's just, that's how it started. It's like my old boss reached out and he's like, hey, I need help like creating like a drink menu. And I was like, oh, this is something I like to do. I like drinking. I like crafting things. And I did it um, for shits and giggles, excuse my French, but um, I used to do this um, back then with friends and family members. Ultimately, I'd have an intimate dinner gathering that's paired with different kinds of drinks. And in that sense, like I always had fun hosting because it's, you know, that's what I love doing. Um, and just getting the buzz out there ultimately and getting feedback about like certain drinks that I made, what they liked, what they didn't like. And now it's literally my job. Um, did I think that- um, I remember like, sorry to interrupt you right there, but like, I remember having a conversation. This was probably the first conversation we had where we were talking about you know, your, what you've done in your, in your job and then how you were so passionate about hosting people and, and making drinks and like making sure that the experience was memorable. I'm like, this, this woman, like you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> what are you doing in the workforce? But it, it, it just lit you up completely when you were talking about those things. Yeah, um, and in that sense, honestly, I didn't think like um, I lit up like that, but like going, like working with the people that I work with now, going from a team by myself to having a team of 10 now, I think we have. Um, it's amazing to see like the progress we've had since like day one of me starting this whole entire like job ultimately by myself working with like old bosses and then like word of mouth ultimately a lot of people think I'm crazy in the sense of like there's no way that all your clients are word of mouth I was like yeah I don't do any advertising I don't care to do it because I'm like I want mm -hmm. pretty much all my clients to be people that I know and or like friends of people that I know I don't want like the whole world trying to get in and then ultimately, like you lose that hospitality aspect of like creating that memorable experience and working with all the clients that I have now, honestly, I can't say that I don't know all of them. Quite frankly, I do know every single person that is a client, um, whether I technically because of the pandemic for three years, I've been on Zoom meetings left and right. But in reality, it's just like getting to know the people is like one of my favorite things to do and just seeing like hey how can I troubleshoot how can I help you what are you missing and you know being in the hospitality industry for however long I had I didn't actually I probably I can't even say I didn't know I knew that um, I had all this in me it was something there was something in me that I'm able to pick things out and pick up on that most people can't and 
a lot of my friends hate going to restaurants with me because like that's all I pay attention to like I can't like innately I just do it without even noticing I'm doing it and my friends are like hello are you listening I was like no I'm like watching the whole entire restaurant like picking well I when we were we went for a drink in New York and it was insane you picked up on every ingredient in the drink how the like whether it was stirred or shaken like how do you do that that's um, something you like honestly like it's what I've been doing since I was little ultimately even like with my parents quite frankly um I have a crazy palate in the sense of my parents are like if there was a job for you to just like go around and taste food she's like unfortunately you don't like a lot of things so you can't be like an official taste tester because she's like taste testers have to like everything I was like yeah I don't like everything I like what I like and that's what I stick to and in that sense like once I'm told like something even like when I worked for Del Frisco's a lot of the chefs had a problem with me in the sense that I was able to pick up like hey this isn't spec you're missing an ingredient something's missing so it's made wrong ultimately and even with food I'm like that and then like when I'm told like hey this is what it's supposed to taste like then it's it's just like I can recreate it ultimately since I was little. Um, so and coming to a business, like yeah. creating a business out of this thing, this talent that you have amidst everything else falling out is the insane thing. And and here, like for anyone who's listening to this, like the, the, the other part of this is not only that she really listened to like, OK, this is my gift. This is what. I can do better than anyone else because I don't know why. It's just something that I'm so in tune with. But the other part that's so important is like, you weren't about going on social media and saying like, woohoo, look at me, I'm Jenny. And like, I have the special talent. Like so many people waste their time looking for followers, looking on social media for like, oh, I'm, I need to have this many LinkedIn or Instagram and what have you. Like, I don't really care or have a clue how many followers or people I have on my email list, but I have Fortune 100 CEOs and CFOs and women calling me. I have Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine like on my speed dial because I, I focused on exactly what you're saying, which is you get to know the people who are your stakeholders, the people that you serve. And that is really a, a key pivotal point. Can you talk a little bit about how you, amidst the chaos, like how did you even start nurturing those relationships? Honestly, it's just jumping on a call. I think innately, um, I just do it naturally. Um, I just love, usually when people have a problem, they love to talk about the problem, especially in hospitality. Um, I feel like anywhere in the world, um, anytime you have a problem, you want to vent about the problem. Pretty much all I do is listen. I try to figure out like what the, like I, of course, working in however many years I did in hospitality, there were certain things where I'm just like, oh, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. And in my head, I'm just like, I know exactly the solution to that because I went through it myself during hospitality. Like, I can't say like that what I had in the past is like a crappy job or anything like that. I feel like everything that I've learned up to now is still something that um, I use to help others. And in that sense, it's just like problem solving, problem shooting and finding a solution. That was always like another part of my niche is I didn't like not solving a problem and just sitting and listening to people. Honestly, I think that's literally how it began As I sat, I listened. Um, my first client was an old boss ultimately. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to charge you because it's in the middle of pandemic. Let's talk about numbers. Once the first menu goes out and see like how you're buzzing 
And if it's not going to, if it's not working, then we like, you know, come back to square one and restart. And then honestly, I think like me doing that with my first um, client ultimately gave that like pathway of like, Hey, so you're not going to swindle me for like a bazillion dollars, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of things that people struggle with is like you put a monetary value on it and then like you just like harass people and I feel like rather than harassing people it's like how can you help them in the midst of the pandemic and especially in a market that was crumbling that still is crumbling till this day like just going out I hate going out now (laughs) in the sense of going to restaurants I'm just like oh my goodness I'm like left and right there's like no staff short staff no managers like food quality to like living in New York um there are certain restaurants that I will only go if I know that certain people are working kind of thing. Um, same with bars. Um, other than that, like I- rather- I am not kidding you. Like that Paloma that I had was incredible. Yeah. When we went out in New York for drinks, like if you, if you want to go to drink, like have a really good drink, listen to Jenny's advice. She knows where the right bartenders are and when they're on. And you'll be like, no, we're not going here. We're going here. Yeah. Um, and in that sense, that's just- you know, there's people in the hospitality industry that do take it seriously. And there's people that don't, you know, like it's just a paycheck for some folks, but in reality, like, Hey, so honestly, that's literally how it began. It's just, I just created conversations with people based on yeah, their payments. But you say that, but <laughs> to seven figures in less than two years from zero to seven figures. Honestly, I have a great team. Um, and also I think it's just- Yeah, but you, you didn't start with the team. It was just you. <laughs> that is fair. In the what, like first six months, it got to a point where like my clientele, well, my client list was like word of mouth ultimately. Originally, like uh, my first client literally told a few other people and then being in hospitality for however long I've been, it's like, you know, people that need help. Like, you know, you just know. And in that sense, like I've met so many people. I've even had like regulars that were just like regulars at like my bar ultimately that are just like, Hey, like I want to open like a speakeasy. I kind of need help. And I remember you made me like a random drink off the menu. I was like, yes, but they're just like, and it was really good. Like you knew what I wanted and what I liked and you were able to pick it out um, and make it. And I was like, yeah, it's just a matter of like getting to know people. Um, And honestly, like just, I think the buzz that I created during my hospitality career just followed me. Um, and in that sense, like my old boss, like referring other people, old like clients that um, I haven't seen in a while or talked to in a while. Like that's pretty much when I started going through like my roller decks of like phone numbers and be, like, catching up with people. Cause that's perfect during the pandemic. All of us, we have nothing to do, but to talk to people. We were, I mean, I had nothing to do. Connecting. Yeah. And so, in that sense, yeah. So how did you start to believe in yourself because there was a pivotal point where you were like maybe i should just go find another job (laughs) i think i struggled with that quite a bit um in the sense of it came i think like i would say like working by myself and like going through the knit and grit and gritty of everything of starting like my own business alone i was just like i can do this like And it's just like, why do I want to go back to corporate America and be told like, hey, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not smart enough. uh, I'm too blunt, like all these other stuff. Like, why do I want to go back to that? When like I created like 
ultimately like my mini empire that I plan to keep growing. Um, and in that sense, that's when it like hit me. It's like, I always had it in me and I let other people get in my head and like doubt myself because I, I let people pretty much like chirp in my ear ultimately. And once like that happened, I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't want to go back to corporate America and be told like, I'm not worthy to have a position when in reality, I know I have all the credentials to do it. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and in that sense, that's when I started um, hiring a few people. And uh -huh. I was like, oh, it's getting it's getting too much for me to handle by myself. It got to that point where I was just like, I can't do this by myself. I was like, I could, but like, I'm going to burn out. And then I'm just going to go through that hospitality burnout that everyone that works in the hospitality industry goes through, like when you overwork yourself. And I was like, like, I'm going to go in there. Yeah. And I was like, there's a solution to everything. And in that sense, like, you know what, I can delegate a few things and then left and right as like business was growing, I just kept adding more people and even went international technically. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is like you went international during the pandemic, during lockdown, like you, I, I just can't emphasize how many barriers of common knowledge or common standard beliefs you like knock down for one building a business in and being a woman after you've been laid off like you feel like crap you're like demoralized and i mean i've been there i know so many women listening to this have been there it's like thinking that you're capable of anything is next to impossible after you've been laid off let alone during a pandemic there's lockdown in an industry that tanked completely tanked you were like i'm gonna build a business i'm gonna build it in this industry that has tanked I, i'm gonna go international and i'm gonna go to seven figures and you can't tell me no yeah um it's, what was the key turning point for your mindset knowing that i already had everything i needed to succeed and I think like once I started realizing that innately, like all that stuff was already there, I was like, what the heck? Why haven't I done this like years ago? I should have started this like before the pandemic, but I guess it took the pandemic to like get me out of my head ultimately. Um, and that was when a lot of people became a little creative, quite frankly. I feel like there's people left and right that have businesses that have boomed during the pandemic. And then there's people that crashed too. Um, but in that sense, it's just a matter of like, resetting my mindset back to normal what I've always had in me and like can I say that like every day I did that no but like in the sense like there were days where I did that better there were days where I had to be like you know what I need a break let me like chill out um, and then restart the next day you know um, just because you fail I quite I never think that failing is bad I feel like you have to fail in order to succeed without anything like I feel like that's one thing that I've always like ingrained in my head is just because like I didn't, uh oh, or like just because like this client didn't like this or something didn't mean that like I gave up on the spot. It was more so like, how can I get this client to sign on? And like maybe my approach in the beginning kind of sucked. Like, trust me, I went through like, there is like reading back like what I first sent out via emails, like emailing. Ultimately, I kind of did cold prospecting in the beginning because I was just like, you know what? I don't know. Let me figure this out. I realized cold prospecting did not work. Um, and I was like, I have to create like warm leads. How do I get warm leads? And ultimately, it's just like I remember like everything that I did um, 
with different restaurant groups as well as like my career is like I got warm leads by talking to people getting to know people and it's just like not even like talking about work it was more so like hey I want to learn about you and your story um that was definitely the first key to open a lot of doors for, for me in the sense of getting to know my client without like harassing them and be like hey you need to buy this from me you need to buy this service from me instead I was more like hey like I was like listening to their pain points and be like hey I actually have a solution if you want to hear about it like trial run ultimately for most of my um new clients we do a trial run for like a month ultimately to see like hey does it work does it not work what, what do you like about it what do you not like about it like feedback in the sense of like now that restaurants are kind of up and running um just feedback from like their guests and stuff so you mean like for for those who don't know what you're doing like a dry run of yeah a flight of drinks or what, what does that mean so ultimately i guess what i do i never explain what i did so um anytime you go into a restaurant um there's a cocktail menu and a food menu, right? So that cocktail menu, all the drinks on that cocktail list, I curate the recipes for that. Um, and most like big companies, I've actually worked with a lot of small businesses more than like, I don't wanna go after the Marriott's, I don't care to go after Marriott's or like big hotel groups or big restaurant groups because they already have someone that does this. Mm -hmm. I went after the smaller businesses that did take the bigger hit um, ultimately and yeah, so I guess you can say indirectly, I'm like a beverage, an outsourced beverage. Oh, yeah. Here, here. <laughs> so in that sense, um, I always offer to like people that I don't really know, but then I became friends with. Ultimately, my clients are all my friends um, in the sense of in the beginning, I'm just like, hey, let's do a trial run for a month, see what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like. And then like I kind of broke it down for them. I was like, here's like the first tier. Like I had to figure this all out on the spot ultimately is like, how do I price things? What should the price be? Things like that on literally on the go, just seeing like being in the restaurant. Well, I physically wasn't there. I was in the beginning, I was doing a lot of Zoom calls um, and just seeing like what restaurants needed. And like, you know, living in New York, we are like a restaurant city. When the pandemic hit, a lot of restaurants had to pivot. They had to figure out how to make ends meet when no one was dieting in. So like whether it's like packaging takeout the way it needs to be, I don't know, to be more hospitable or like a little note, um, there were like, it took New York a little bit to do alcohol to go because of like liquor licenses and like whatever the liquor right. license ultimately. But eventually once they started doing it, that started helping restaurants. And it's just like, how can you make cocktails to go so that people can just literally just shake it and pour it out? And it was just like figuring out what drinks work, what drinks were good at like storage ultimately. Cause like, depending on the person, does everyone drink like a million cocktails a day? No, most people drink like one or two. And it's like, can you bulk batch it? Is it gonna work? Is it gonna like, would it work? Would it taste the same if people were to make it at home? So like a lot of those pain points ultimately is just going and seeing and like listening to um, the clients, honestly, is how I boomed. Well, and on it also, like, I mean, being so picky about tasting and just flavoring, being right and everything being spot on. Yes, it took a bit uh, just because like hospitality, that market did crash. I'm like employees did not know as much as like tenured 
servers, bartenders would know. And that was like another thing that my partner and I were just like, there's a lack, like we need to pivot and like create content ultimately. And that's what we've been giving to start, like, so it's a package deal ultimately. Like if you want content to help your bartenders be better bartenders or like servers to be better servers, things like that, we made content. Um, and just listening to like the owners, like talking about like, hey, I'm struggling with this. How is, do you have like a creative like marketing strategy and or like, is there a different sales strategy that you can think of? So ultimately it was like, as restaurants were in the heat of it, um, my as my clients were in the heat of it, ultimately I was learning with them. I was like, what works, what doesn't work? In certain markets, this may work. In certain markets, it doesn't work. So it just varied. It's just figuring out what the market needed ultimately and like how- the well Jenny, you're going to come and teach the ladies in her money school. You're going to come and teach us exactly what. And I am so thrilled about this because, I, I mean, if anyone is in these shoes or ever finds themselves in these shoes, you're going to teach us this quest to go from, I mean, the key essential learnings to go from zero to seven, seven figures. But what is the key? And you're going to come and teach us this. Talk about what you're going to come and teach us. Honestly, what I'm going to teach is, you know, you already have the tools in you. So it's like, how do you pull out those tools? And like, how do you not self-doubt, right? Um, ultimately, there's like different things that I've done, um, whether it's like, I've literally tried anything and everything to get myself out of my head. Um, there's things that work, there's things that didn't work. Um, and in that sense, it's just a matter of shifting your mindset and figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And trust me, I've done like worksheets, I've done, I've taken classes, I've like read books. And ultimately what it came down to, like, resetting my mindset was honestly I had to believe in myself first and I think like that's what I lacked the most is like I had so much self-doubt that I had to recreate myself in the sense of like I need to stop thinking that I'm not good enough or like because I that's something that's like as women I feel like that's something that's like engraved in our heads a little bit whether it's like past relationships that made us feel that way or like you know the way we were brought up things like that and in that sense like coming I'm Korean. Um, so in that sense, coming from a Korean culture, we're not really lovey-dovey. Um, so in that sense, like how to find yourself was very difficult for me in the sense of like, I usually am supposed to have it all together, but I, in reality, like I did not have it all together. Um, and, you know, shifting that mindset ultimately is- what It's I been a huge shift. I mean, talking to you now, is just so inspirational and and like not that you weren't inspiring before but it's you can hear when someone's believes in in herself yeah when she doesn't believe in herself exactly and in that sense like, like you own your shit there's there's no room for like questioning or doubting that yeah so in that sense like eventually I know how I got out of it and that's what I want to teach like other women like I know there's so many women out there that are also struggling with the same thing, whether it's in the hospitality industry or not. Quite frankly, as women, we're like our worst advocate always. And in that sense, like we should be our best advocate. We should be supporting ourselves. We should be tooting our own horns. But however yeah. society has portrayed women in the world, I feel like we've just been like diminished a little bit. So in that sense, that's what I want to teach how I got out of my head and how I landed this business that I thought, honestly, for was 
literally it started with shits and giggles and now it's like booming. So in the sense, like, how did I do that? It started with my mindset and how I had to shift and get myself out of my head. Flippin' amazing. Well, I can't wait for the class you're going to be teaching in her money school. And uh, yeah, any last final words for the ladies who are going to come in and learn how to get out of their head and believe in themselves? Yeah, I would say final words is never stop believing in yourself. You have everything that's in you. And whether you think you don't or not, it's already it already resonates in you and everything that you've gone through in life has provided you, you with the right tools to succeed. Heck yes. Jenny, so awesome. It's always so cool to speak to you and to just hear about this incredible journey that I've had the pleasure of watching. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia, for always cheering me on. <laughs>